This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. For Tuesday, March 9th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you today, ready to break down the Tuesday NHL card. It is a big slate of action in NHL today. Uh, Jimmy Murphy might uh, should be along momentarily as well, but we're excited about it. A lot of games. Let's get right to them. It's a big card. We're going to start with a beware of the start time. Again, don't be caught if you want to bet this game. Don't be caught You know, trying to make your bet after the game's already started. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Start time here, New York Rangers taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got the Penguins around minus 160 home favorites here in this game. The total six pretty much across the board in this one. Uh, The New York Rangers, of course, had a rough night in Pittsburgh Sunday night. 5-1 loss at the hands of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, the New York Rangers trying to get on track. And we were kind of saying on Sunday's show, you know, they did look better uh, against New Jersey, but testing yourself then against a better Penguins team. How would things go? And it wasn't quite as good for the uh, New York Rangers in that last game. They got an early goal from Mika Zibanejad. I guess that's the one positive sign for the Rangers. They got a goal from him, but after that, it's like, uh, you know, they didn't know what hit them in the first period. The Penguins struck quickly for three goals uh, and to take a 3-1 lead in the first period, and they really didn't look back from there. And it really took a lot of the wind out of the sails of the New York Rangers you know, we're still waiting for Mika Zibanejad to get going. Maybe the goal he scored Sunday, the only goal for the Rangers, is a sign he can get going here. I kind of like the spot, though, and a bounce back for the Rangers, and I certainly don't think the price is that terrible to take your, take a chance with them, at least, in this game. I'm certainly going to do that here at around plus 140 to plus 145. It is Keith Kincaid in net, but and, and I remember Sunday saying if Keith Kincaid gets the start, which he didn't, it was actually Georgiev, and he struggled. He got lit up for the three goals, and then 
David Quinn made the goaltending change in that game on Sunday night to Keith Kincaid. But if you watch that game, when Kincaid took over, he was dynamite. He was really outstanding for the uh, New York Rangers. So uh, really a, a positive if you're a New York Ranger fan now with him making his official first start here in this game. I, I took a shot with the New York Rangers. I can't say I love it because we know uh, Pittsburgh definitely uh, outplayed them Sunday. But I think the New York Rangers have a chance to maybe bounce back. I like the price. Uh, the over also makes some sense to me. It's 10-1-2 and two to the over the last uh, 13 head-to-head -head meetings between the Rangers and the Penguins. It was a push. Landed right on six in the game on Sunday. I think you got a better chance, though, for the Rangers to get going offensively here uh, in this game tonight. They're still without Panarin, but Kreider's been good. Mika got off the schneid a little bit Sunday scoring that goal. So I like the Rangers and I like the over a little bit here in this game with the Rangers and Penguins. Alex, did you get involved here? Yeah, I'm on the first period over. And I, this is a, I think the highest price I've probably laid all year, minus $1.35 uh, for over one and a half goals between these two teams. We've seen this cash in six of the last nine meetings between the two clubs. Like you said, everything's been trending toward the over when these two teams play, even though uh, their numbers against other opponents might regress and, and, and lean toward the under, especially with the Rangers. Like I said, their offense uh, is still having issues finding consistency amongst their offense. But uh, you look at Keith Kincaid, you know, he played, like I said, that second end of the game on, on Sunday, and his numbers against Pittsburgh are actually pretty good. Uh, he hasn't played – he's played 12 games against Pittsburgh in his career. That's more than any other team he's faced uh, in his career. So that's going back to his days mostly with New Jersey. He's 6-3-2. and two. With a 3.06 goals against and a 9.11 save percentage, so not completely awful uh, numbers. But he's familiar with this team, especially this core group of, of uh, you know scores for the Penguins overall. So, uh, like I said, I would wouldn't talk anyone off of uh, you know either side here, but I like the first period over a little bit more and a lean to the full game over as well. All right, like in the over one and a half first period, Rangers Penguins uh, for Alex again first period totals, and he hit another draw last night with Montreal and Vancouver. Uh, so yeah, Alex is, uh, you know, that's, what's the great thing about betting you there's different ways to attack, you know, each game. And if you can find these derivative markets like first period totals and three way money lines and draw option, those are there for you. Uh, if you can exploit them, uh, we got Jimmy Murphy along with us now, Jimmy, welcome in. What do you think? New York Pittsburgh here. Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm liking, uh, the penguins in this, uh, I like the way they, you know, they're up and down, but I've seen a lot of good signs of them lately. I like the way Malkin's playing right now. So I'm going to go Jimmy Puckline right out of the gate here. Take the Penguins minus one and a half. I'm also going to, speaking of uh, the Russian Malkin, I'm going to go there with him to score a goal as well. All right. Like an Evgeny Malkin, who, yeah, lately has been uh, getting things going at least a little bit for Pittsburgh. He's getting more chances. You find he's just in on the forecheck better. He's just making himself more of a presence on the ice uh, in recent games for Pittsburgh. So uh, Jimmy liking the uh, goal scorer prop as well uh, for Evgeny Malkin tonight uh, in this one. Uh, all right, next up, uh, we've got the uh, Buffalo Sabres and the Philadelphia Flyers here. We've got Philly laying a massive price here around minus 240. Uh, home favorites here, the total five and a half. There's some sixes out there, so shop around. Most of them still have five and a half shaded to the over with juice. The other uh, books have six here uh, pretty much across the board in this one. Can you make a case for Buffalo guys? Hands up. Anybody, anybody. It's like anyone that's like Ferris Bueller, anyone, uh, anyone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not really. Uh, you can make this case for them. And uh, Alex B. Smith uh, had a great uh, tweet there uh, mentioning the Jack Eichel uh, injury absence. Was that an injury or was that just, I'm sick of playing on a shit hockey team? 
at this point and sick of this BS that's going on with this team uh, right now. Uh, look, I mean, the and the worst thing for Buffalo is not only are they losing, not only has been their offense been untrustworthy, not only are they now allowing goals and bunches, their defensive game has fallen off. Jonas Johansson has not been much better, to be honest with you, than Carter Hutton was uh, in that. He's 0-3, and he's got like an 850 save percentage for the uh, Sabres. That's clearly awful uh, numbers for him. Uh, so their defensive game has eluded them. And what's going to make it worse, guys, for the Sabres tonight Flyers are probably not going to take them lightly after a poor uh, showing the other night against Washington at home, uh, losing to the Capitals. So you've got the Flyers, and they lost the day before that in overtime against Pittsburgh. So you're looking at now a Flyers team that's off two straight losses. I don't think they're going to take anything for granted here against Buffalo. And if teams are motivated and focused and not looking past Buffalo, they're going to dummy up this team. Simple as that. Uh, and that's kind of what we're seeing right now with, <laughs> with the uh, Sabres. I mean, people are not only beating them, they're beating them by margin. I got no qualms whatsoever. You could argue the price isn't the greatest, but hey, plus 100, plus 105 with the puck line on the Flyers, minus one and a half goals. That's the way I have to go in this game. Buffalo's just in that much of a, a dismal, dismal tailspin right now. And good luck getting out of it. And Philly's also dominated them. They just took the put the boots to Buffalo recently in a pair of games in Buffalo. Uh, just recently, so and the Sabers couldn't score. I got shut out in back-to-back -back home games against the Flyers uh, just recently. So for me, it's Philly on the puck line minus one and a half. Uh, Alex, what do you think, Flyers Sabers? Yeah, I mean, I wish I had grabbed this regulation line earlier. I saw it at minus a dollar forty. Now it's ballooned up. It's minus one sixty, one sixty-five. Uh, there's really nothing I can look at uh, from the Flyers angle other than maybe taking a. And this is a, a bit of a coin flip, but you can find exact game props with certain books. Uh, so what it means is you can pick a team to win by exactly one goal, two goals, three goals, et cetera. Uh, I'm seeing flyers to win by two goals at plus 450, uh, which is interesting because to win by exactly three goals is actually plus 420 on, on this uh, particular site. So you can shop around and, and look for things in, in that nature, or just look for the team total over. Uh, that's actually a decent price around minus a dollar 15 at three and a half. Uh, like I said, there's just no way I can back, Buffalo in, in any form right now. Uh, everything would have to be against them or passing completely. So I'm going to take a shot with Philly team total over three and a half goals uh, minus 115. That's the most uh, you know widely available thing you can find. But you, like I said, shop around if you want to find a way to bet Philly, or you can even wait in game and maybe uh, things adjust if, if they start off slow and it's a scoreless game, you might get a better number uh, on any of the the prices we talked about so far. All right, Alex, like in the uh, Philadelphia Flyers team total uh, over three and a half at a reasonable price here uh, in this one. Uh, yeah, Philly got shut down by Washington, but they had their chances. Man, did they have their chances. There's a couple breakaway opportunities. They had a couple two-on-ones, and it was just one of those nights the puck didn't go in for the Flyers. And previously to that, you know, since they've gotten everybody back from the COVID-19 protocol list, you know, Konechny, uh, Scott Lawton, Claude Giroux, Jacob Voracek, you know, all of these guys were out at the very beginning of this uh, return to play for the Flyers after their hiatus. But since they've been back for the majority of games, their offense has been in pretty good form. They had their chances, Washington. They generated. They just couldn't finish uh, the other night against the Capitals. So it gives you a sense that now against a very weak Buffalo team, probably a better chance those chances turn into goals for them uh, in this game tonight. Jimmy, what do you think here? Philly-Buffalo. I think, yeah, I wish I got on as early this morning, guys. I mean, I definitely would have liked the Flyers on the puck line, and, and that's, you know, take as many puck lines as you can against the, the Buffalo Sabres right now. But then obviously with Eichel going down, 
Uh, things changed a lot there. I'm going to go with Alex on this. I, I like that a lot. I'm going to I'm going to ride his coattails again on that. It worked yesterday, so I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. A Philly team total over three and a half minus one twenty. Again, that's not a bad price yeah. at all for that one. Nashville, Carolina. We've got the uh, Kakalaki Hurricanes minus one ninety. Uh, home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the over uh, in this one. You can thank Petey Pablo for that, by the way. He was a rapper in the early 2000s, and uh, that's where I heard Kakalaki for the first time. And uh, it stuck with me pretty much ever since. we, we got to get you on Jeopardy, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> you would be amazing on Jeopardy. Yeah. I'm you, dude. No, well, no, let's, yeah. let's calm down a little bit with that. I'd be good on the sports categories, the music categories. Well, uh, geography, I think, would be pretty good. I mean, History and war stuff, forget it. Some okay. political stuff I do okay with. But, we, we, yeah. Alex and I will feed you stuff. You take care of the – we'll feed yeah. you the history stuff. Take care of the rest yeah, there. Exactly. But, yeah, man, you'd be great. Well, I, I would have more incentive to be on the show if Alex was still around. But uh, yeah. rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Uh, you know, definitely uh, will be missed when it comes to that show. Uh, Daryl Sutter, by the way, not a fan of Jeopardy, apparently. He was uh, – one of his Sutterisms in that video I mentioned the other day. Check it out. It's hilarious. <laughs> really? Uh, he's talking about he doesn't like Jeopardy being played at Staples Center during Kings games when they're looking at a video review. He's <laughs> like, if I wanted the Jeopardy music and stay home and watch it on TV. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I mean, and then he's like, I don't need to be here. And everyone will mm Mm. He's like, <laughs> that guy, I'm telling you what, that's yeah. the best thing about him coaching the Flames. We're going to hear some beauties, some gems oh, yeah. in the press conferences again. I hope he likes Johnny Cash ring a fire. I'm sure yeah, he's used yeah. it from the last time he was there. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I said the other day, I mean, just some great examples. He's like, I kind of want us to see us score more than one goal. Uh, how do you solve that? Score two, he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the answer he was looking for, the reporter, but uh, uh, just classic stuff from uh, Daryl Sutter. Good stuff. I think we're going to see some classic stuff from the Nashville Predators, as in they can't beat a good team. Uh, I think that's exactly what we're going to see here tonight. Uh, Alex Nadelkovich in net uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes in this one. Uh, very impressed with Carolina the other day. Very good win against Florida uh, in that uh, victory over the Panthers. Uh, Vincent Trocek, I mean, i got to start thinking about putting the, uh, money on him to score every night now. Uh, it seems like every night Vincent Trocek for the Canes is fine in the back of the net as Svechnikov and Ajo continue to be rock solid and steady. Uh, they're just getting a lot of different offensive contributions. Their defense is solid. The goaltending, even Reimer, who you know has been a little bit up and down. He was very yep. good the other night against Florida. Nadelkovich in net, he's been pretty solid for the Hurricanes. Nashville, again, they beat Dallas, they, and they almost gagged it away. They were up 3-0 in that game. Dallas roars back to tie it, and then Nashville has to survive past regulation uh, to beat Dallas in a shootout the other night, and the Stars have struggled. But here we go again. It's Nashville against one of the top teams in the division, and you put them up against the Tampa, Carolina, Florida trio, those top three teams in that central division. They haven't been beating those teams at all this season. Uh, that's the issue, and I think that's the issue they'll have here. So for me – this is one of those days. Uh, I, I, I'm Ian puck line today, kind of like uh, Jimmy. I'm, I'm taking his uh, <laughs> shtick today because I'm on a few puck lines. I'm already on the Flyers, and I like the Hurricanes here, minus one and a half here at around plus 120 uh, against Nashville. Alex, uh, anything for you here, Preds, Hurricanes? Yeah, I'm going to go with the puck line here as well. It's, it's good value on this. It's still at plus 140. Uh, it's a Carolina team that's won 10 of the last 11 meetings uh, against Nashville. Like I said, they're you know in, in great form right now where Nashville – it's just spiraling out of control. 
uh, you know, going nowhere but down right now. So this is a spot. The only thing I would be looking at here would be Carolina puck line. Even the totals kind of scare me a little bit too, because you don't worry, you know, if Nashville is going to, you know, be able to kind of match things, or even if Carolina gets into a runaway kind of game on their own, will they be able to get some, you know, that extra goal to try to push things over? So it's just stay away from the total. I'm just going to go with uh, Hurricanes puck line inside. All right, like in the uh, puck line as well, Alex at uh, minus one and a half here. Uh, actually, plus 135, uh, better price than some other books with the uh, puck line option here with the Hurricanes. Jimmy, uh, what about you here, Nashville, Carolina? I'm going to go with uh, the Carolina team total, guys, on this one. Um, I mean, I, I like Carolina to win this, but uh, just to be safe, I, I like I like the team total right now. Yeah, which is over three and a half, minus 105 on that uh, Carolina team total. So, it's a, it's a really decent price. Uh, it's also a way to just in case you know you're worried a little bit about Nashville scoring against. I'm personally not all that worried about Nashville scoring against yeah. the Dalkovich and the Hurricanes, but just in case you know if you bet the team total, you don't have to worry about that quite as much. So, uh, Hurricanes team total over three and a half minus one hundred five here for uh, Jimmy uh, in this one. Uh, New Jersey taking on Washington. Washington minus one eighty five home favorites. Total six uh, shaded to the under in this one. Uh, Capitals bounced back pretty nicely uh, after that rough night in Boston, 5-1, lost to the Bruins, bounced back to beat the uh, Flyers uh, on Sunday. Now they're back home against New Jersey. This could be another game where you sneakily, as maybe a sneaky dog, live dog here potentially with New Jersey. Maybe. Scott Wedgwood played very well Sunday night in the win against Boston, very well uh, in net uh, against the Bruins. Now you could argue the Bruins didn't play their best game by any stretch of the imagination. They clearly didn't, but... Uh, Scott Wedgwood was very good uh, in that game for the uh, Devils. They're still without Nico Heeshear. They're still struggling to score. That's the c concern here. Like if, if Scott Wedgwood doesn't play well and they give up three or four goals to Washington, uh, it's good night nurse for the New Jersey Devils because they're just having a tough time finding the back of the net. They got to keep it tight checking, low scoring. Lindy Ruff's really hammered that uh, that fact home to his team uh, the last few days because they were starting to give up too many goals, particularly uh, those losses to the New York Rangers. And he says, they can't have it. we can't have this. We're struggling to score. We've got to play tight defensive hockey. Uh, and they finally got back to playing that way uh, in the victory against Boston on Sunday. So I lean under here and I lean a little bit. I lean a little bit to New Jersey here. I think this could be a little bit of a dangerous game here for Washington back home after two pretty, you know, hotly contested teams against teams you're battling with in the division, the Flyers and the Bruins. And the Devils have played Washington kind of tough this year. There was one game they were up 3-1 on Washington, and Washington had to come back in this building here in Washington to come back and win 4-3. So the Devils have been a little bit of a tough out for the Capitals, much like they've been for the Bruins. So I'm going to roll the dice here, a small bet for me on New Jersey here at around plus 170, plus 165, plus 170. Uh, here in this one, Alex. Anything for you between the Devils and Capitals? Nah, I got nothing on this game. Like I said, this is a Devils team I don't trust to back at any, in any spot right now. But this is a Washington team I'm not trying to lay a big price with. Uh, like I said, the fact that they do play each other tight, even the team total would be uh, a bit sketchy with, with Washington. So it's just a clear pass for me. All right, pass for Alex. Uh, Jimmy, anything for you? New Jersey, Washington. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm with you, Ian, on this. I like the Devils in this. Uh, I'm going to take them straight up on the money line. I, I just I like the way what I saw the other day. Yeah, you know what? The the Bruins didn't have their game with them, but I like the defense. The team defense that the New Jersey Devils are playing right now has really impressed me, and uh, they they're going to sneak in there and steal one tonight in my book. 
All right, there we go, New Jersey. And by the way, this is a uh, spoiler alert for later in the show. This is not the first big dog that I have bet tonight. Uh, we've got another one coming up later in the card. You'll uh, find out about that uh, later. But uh, next up, uh, we've got uh, Boston uh, taking on the New York Islanders. Uh, we've got uh, the Bruins and pretty much even money here, a minus 110, uh, both sides, total five shaded to the over. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little crazy for thinking this because the Bruins never beat the Islanders, uh, especially at Nassau Coliseum. We remember what happened the last time they were there. It was actually a pretty close game, and then the roof caved in on Boston in the third period. Our good pal Jimmy Murphy knows that better than anyone. Yeah. Uh, it was an ugly third period from hell for the Bruins uh, in that last game against the Islanders at Nassau Coliseum. It turned into a romp at the end of the day. You've got Boston off a frustrating one nothing loss against New Jersey, which maybe was kind of predictable from a situational standpoint because that they had that powder keg of a game against Washington on Friday night where the Bruins just, uh, you know, Played great, got riled up by the Tom Wilson hit on Brandon Carlo, and they just couldn't match it emotionally the next time out against New Jersey. Uh, whatever it was, it's not like they played a terrible game against New Jersey, but you know the passes weren't clicking, the offensive execution wasn't sharp. Every time they got a power play against the Devils, just they weren't manufacturing good enough looks. You know, at the, it was just one of those games for Boston. A little bit of a malaise on Sunday, so you've got them off that loss. They know that the last time they played the Islanders, it was ugly. I just get that weird sense. This could be the night they snapped that ugly skid uh, in long against uh, the Islanders here at Nassau Coliseum. I, I think, I think they will. I, I, I like Boston here a little bit. And part of the reasoning too is that the Islanders have been rolling. They've been playing great hockey, winning games. Their home records outstanding. But I kind of, I'm kind of interested. Betting against teams when they play when they're coming off playing the worst teams in the NHL, like Buffalo, like the New York Islanders just did, beating up the lowly Buffalo Sabres. Because then these teams start saying, "Wow, we're playing great. We're feeling it. Here and how good they are. Well, here and how good you are, but you beat up on a shit team, you know. So how good was that performance, truly? Uh, so I get I I I worry that there's a little bit of that mindset maybe creeping into the Islanders tonight here in this game that, hey, look how easy we had it against the Sabres. We're flying. We're playing great hockey. And now a Boston team that, hey, win or lose, I think they're they're playing with their hair on fire tonight. I just believe that. I just think that's this is the kind of spot that the Bruins are going to really try to rally the troops. Lost to New Jersey. You know, ugly, ugly performance the last time they were in Nassau Coliseum against the Islanders. I think they play very well and have a chance to win. I'll take my shot with the Bruins here right around even money at minus 110 uh, in this one. Certainly has the feel of a lower scoring game, but uh, passed on the, I would lean under, but didn't get there with it. Alex, uh, what about you, Bruins Islanders? Yeah, I know these two teams are, you know, kind of trend more toward the under overall, but uh, three of the last four meetings against each other have gone over in the first period and we're getting this is the largest plus price I've seen for a first period total all season long, plus 115. Uh, I, I like that spot here. I know the Islanders have cooled off in this department, two and eight in the last 10, uh, and going over in the first period. But the fact that, you know, Boston, like I said, kind of brings out the, the intensity in this team and these two teams meet. And like I said, I could see them getting, uh, you know, an early jump on some goals. So, you know, only laying one and a half and getting a plus price. I think that's a good spot here for this first period over with uh, the Bruins and Isles tonight. Wow, over one and a half at a really good plus price here uh, in the first period, Bruins and Islanders. And you're right. I mean, a uh, couple of these games with the Bruins and Islanders, there's been two goals very early uh, in the first period of these games. We'll see if that continues tonight. 
Uh, Jimmy, obviously the Bruins looking to bounce back. You know that. Uh, you know what's happened with them with the Islanders. They've had a just a dip that's like been their house of horrors, Nassau Coliseum. Pretty, pretty interesting news that Jake DeBrusque is a healthy scratch tonight uh, for the mm -hmm. Boston Bruins. Just not getting enough from a guy that we know is capable. He's shown it in the past. He's just not showing it this season for some reason. So, uh, Jimmy, what's your take here? Islanders, Bruins. My take is I, I think Yarrow Halak, after you know, the debacle uh, he was part of the last time we were there, you mentioned that third period. I mean, he gave up seven goals, and you don't see that much from any Bruins goalie. Um, and I, he's the type of guy, he's a veteran, he's proud, it's his former team. I, I think he's going to be, you know, really determined coming into this game to atone for that. And then, you know, it's looking like Volomov is in for the Islanders, and he's owned the Bruins. Um, so I've got two plays on this. I like the under. Even though, like, Alex made a good point there, they have gone over a lot, but I just think they're due for an under. I think the Bruins are in a, in a mode right now where, you know, after that stinker the other day and then with Halak being deterrent, I think they, they buckle it in. They buckle down right now. And um, I like a draw in this as well. Uh, so I'm going to do two plays on this. Give me the under and a draw. All right, there we go. Jimmy going with a couple here in this game. Bruins, Islanders, under uh, five, which you can get at a plus price, plus 124. And he's also liking the draw plus 300 uh, with the uh, draw between the uh, Bruins uh, and the Islanders. It's probably going to be a very tight game either way. Uh, I just think the Bruins squeak it out. And again, are they going to lose forever for the rest of eternity uh, at Nassau Coliseum? I mean, at some point, I mean, well, uh, yeah. It's not yeah, a bad thing point. considering it's gone after yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah. But, exactly. Yeah. The, um, that, that, too, I'm seeing a couple five and a halfs around too that you can still get. So okay, yeah, five and a, we'll give you five. Yeah, you're right. I just see that five and a half with about minus one thirty five, yeah. minus one forty. Yes, we'll give you that for sure with the under because you want five to be a win, not a push for you. So uh, definitely under five and a half for Jimmy with Bruins Islanders. Uh, Alex liking that first period over, and again, that's a, a solid price on that. You can get Bruins Islanders over one and a half plus one fifteen uh, in that one. All right, next game on the uh, slate as we uh, move on uh, down the card. Uh, we've got the uh, Florida Panthers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Florida minus 125 uh, road favorites here in Columbus. The total five and a half shaded to the under. This price looks shockingly affordable and reasonable for the Florida Panthers, uh, given the way they played for the most part. The road record, to put, put it this way about where these two teams are at, Florida has more road wins than Columbus has home wins. Florida's got eight road wins on the season. Columbus only has six home wins. So to me, this price looks reasonable on Florida. I kind of worry that Columbus has been at least better for the most part. This is like Columbus has been a little bit more trustworthy at home uh, coming off the a couple of uh, games they had against. Well, they won the first game against Dallas and then they had a really rough game uh, in the rematch against the Stars. Shutout five nothing. I don't normally like to fade teams off a shutout loss, but Columbus definitely has their problems right now. The offense that was supposed to be better with Patrick Lyonet and Jack Roslovic added uh, in that trade from the Jets started out well. Now they all of a sudden can't put the puck in the net. Offense has been the issue. Uh, Yarmo Kekalainen, the GM, is apparently exploring the center ice position, trying to maybe look for a, an addition at the deadline for that to address that need, which has been clearly uh, an issue now after they sent uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois to Winnipeg. So, that's something that you got to watch for. Does Columbus make a move or are they even in a position? Do they keep themselves at least afloat long enough in the playoff race to make it worth their while to make a move at the trade deadline? That's becoming the question. I think one of the biggest issues too for Columbus is their defensive game has eroded this year. It's not been anywhere as strong, which is shocking for uh, under a team like Tortorella. Usually 
solid defensively. Hasn't been that same defensive hockey team this year. Their goals per game have given allowed have given up. They give up more danger chances. Their goals margin, goals against has gone up. So a lot of issues with this Columbus team defensively. And the goaltending hasn't been as good either. Jonas Corposalo not duplicating what he did last year. So reasonable enough. And I don't think Florida comes into this game overconfident, complacent. Not after you lost to Carolina. And Coach Q said this was one of the few games this season where we didn't have that same work ethic. You know, we looked a little step slow, a, a little bit, you know, outworked, losing too many battles. That's what Quenville said about the loss to Carolina the other day. So I don't think Florida takes Columbus lightly. And if they don't take them lightly, they're the better team and the price is reasonable. So for me, it's Florida here, minus 125 in this one. Alex, what about you here? Panthers, Blue Jackets. Yeah, my natural gut instinct would be to take Florida here in this spot, especially when looking at the numbers. Uh, Columbus has lost their last four when an, as an underdog, where Florida has a favorite of more than $1.20, so outside of the pick range. Uh, four and one, their last five. So the price matches up. The like I said, the the recent trends match up as well. But yeah, this still seems to be you know kind of a, of a hesitation with me with uh, Florida in certain spots. Like I said, they weren't able to uh, you know generate their offense all the time. Same thing with Columbus. Their offense is very spotty. Uh, you know, especially now, like it just kind of fall off coming off of that shutout loss. So you just wonder where both teams are. This is kind of an in game. Uh, wagering kind of opportunity for me mostly, but I would take a shot possibly with the regulation draw here. Uh, we've seen these two teams go no. to OT in the last three straight meetings, four of the last six overall. Uh, so I would not be shocked to see the two teams play close uh, and both try to earn the point. This is that time now as we get into the second half of the season. And remember, everything's still all div- you know all divisional. And this is usually that time of year in a regular season, in a regular format we'd be talking about teams just trying to play out and get that extra point if they you know if they're you know not feeling the, the best and they're still hanging within a you know close range they're just going to try to you know slow things down play for that extra point in overtime and, and that would be shocking me one bit to see that in this matchup tonight yeah i think the draw makes sense they have not lost back-to-back regulation games florida in over a year february 2020 and so to me, I think Florida's winning this game. And if they lose this game, I think there's a good chance it's in overtime or a shootout. So to me, I think the draw option does make, make sense. I, like, I, th- I think it could be a Florida win or a Florida win in an overtime or a shootout. Or if Columbus wins, I don't really think Columbus will win in regulation. I think if Columbus wins, it could be past uh, regulation beyond 60 minutes. So I could see why uh, you like the draw there a little bit. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here with Florida-Columbus? I'm liking Florida in this, guys. I mean, part of me was worried maybe this is a little kind of look-ahead game, a trap game for them, and then coming off, you know, that game against Carolina. But, they, you know, I I, I like the way they're playing right now, and that's a great point by you, Ian, that they haven't lost back-to-back games in that long. I mean, I didn't realize it was that long. I knew this season uh, they've been great that way. So I like the bounce back here for them. I'm going to take them, though. I was tempted to do Jimmy Puckline, but I'm going to go in regulation with the Florida Panthers. All right, Florida in regulation for Jimmy. That price is around uh, plus 115 uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers uh, in regulation in this game. By the way, the uh, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, two and five in their last seven games, and the wins were Detroit and Dallas. And so, that again, where is the, where is the win against a really good hockey team uh, for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets? It hasn't happened uh, in their last seven games, so... Uh, I think Florida, the pr- price is reasonable. And again, with Florida now off the uh, uh, couple of lo- couple of losses, 
uh, for them, or actually just the one. Uh, it was against uh, Carolina, but uh, definitely I think you'll see them hopefully uh, come to play tonight. And if they do, they, they're, they're, right now they're the better team and uh, c- capable of getting the win. All right, next game on this uh, Tuesday slate. We're down to the uh, last three games on the card. Winnipeg Jets, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, this is should be a good one. This is this should be interesting. We've got Toronto minus one eighty five home favorites. Total six shaded to the over. Toronto every time one of these teams has stepped to the plate and said, "You know what? We're the second place team now in the division. We're ready to show you we can play with you." The Leafs have been like got the fly swatter out. It's like fly swatter to a fly. Just out you go. You're 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 gone. You're out of here. Uh, and that's the way the Leafs have treated these games late this season. They've been excellent against good teams. You know, the Leafs have actually, you know, lost to Vancouver twice, but it seems like these games pump them up. And that's when you get the best out of this Leafs team, which is a very good sign that they elevate when they play really good hockey teams. I mean, Montreal, they stepped up early in the season when it was Toronto and Montreal, 1-2 in the North Division. And Toronto said, oh, no, you don't. We're better than you. And they dominated Montreal. Just recently, it was the Edmonton Oilers. They moved up to second in the division. They had their shot at the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Toronto said, oh, we'll, we'll knock you down a peg or two. And what did they do? They ended up winning three straight uh, against the Edmonton Oilers and completely shut down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Maybe the same thing here, because now Winnipeg is that second team in the division. And now Toronto's about to say, you know what? We're going to do to you guys what we did to Montreal and Edmonton. Just when you think, hey, maybe we have a chance to compete and hang with this Leafs team. We'll, we'll knock you down a peg or two. Potentially... But I'm going to go back to an angle I've mentioned many times this season with Winnipeg. Off a loss. 8-0 and this season. Off a loss for the Winnipeg Jets. And not only are they off a loss, they're off their worst loss of the season. 7-1 to uh, at the, against the Montreal Canadiens uh, on Saturday. It was just one of those games that the puck was going in for Montreal. Uh, it was not one of Connor Hellebuck's game, bet, better games. He got pulled. I sure as hell hope Paul Maurice puts him back in tonight, Connor Hellebuck, because if he does, Connor Hellebuck's track record off a bad game and especially off a game when he gets pulled in the previous game, it's outstanding. I think his save percentage is like 942 in his career, you know, when he's coming off a game where he got pulled uh, in the previous game. I'm going against this juggernaut Leaf team tonight. This is my big other big dog here, uh, Winnipeg Jets here. Uh, at plus 165. Look, I know they're off the two losses to Vancouver. They're back home. They're going to be, you know, ch- they, they want to nip it in the bud, this little skid they had against Vancouver. But look at Winnipeg's track. I'm not passing up plus 165 on a team that hasn't lost two straight games this year and has always shown you the the best in this Winnipeg Jets team uh, off a loss. And it, look, we know Austin Matthews and Nylander and Marner, and uh, they all get the headlines and Thornton for their offense. The Jets can match them pretty closely in a battle of firepower when they're on their game, you know, with Mark Shifley uh, and Blake Wheeler and Kyle Connor uh, and company uh, in that forward group. And now Pierre-Luc Dubois as well. I think this is a close game either way. And I'm more than happy with a team that hasn't lost two straight and is this season and is coming off their worst loss of the year. I'm more than content to take a chance here with Winnipeg at this extremely attractive plus 165 price, even against this, Obviously, very, very good Toronto Maple Leafs team. Alex, what about you here? Anything for you with Winnipeg, Toronto? No, I passed in this game. There's other spots I like more on the board. But I, like I said, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Toronto give their best effort, like you said, with the fact that uh, they've played well against teams in the division that have climbed up 
Uh, you mentioned with Montreal before and Edmonton. So this is a step up for, for Winnipeg, and, and I wouldn't be shocked to see them pull out uh, a win as well. So this, this really feels like it could be a good back-and-forth game, a good one to watch, but I'm not going to bet it. Yeah, all right. and uh, by the way, the goalie conf- not confirmed for Winnipeg. It's going to be Freddie Anderson. We know that for Toronto. He's healthy again, and they're obviously going to put him in when uh, there's no back-to-back. Uh, Winnipeg hasn't confirmed it yet. I think it'll be Hellebuck. Paul I'm, I'm seeing Hellebuck confirmed in one spot. So. Okay, there we go. So, yeah. Ed, look, uh, if you actually – and I actually remember this from the playoffs a couple years ago when the Jets – remember they met all the way to the West Final against uh, Vegas – there were a couple games he got pulled, and the next game he was just nails. He was lights out the very next game after a bad one. So I'd expect that tonight from Hellebuck. And if he's great, uh, Jets have a puncher's chance, and that's all I need uh, at a price like this. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Jets, Leafs. I mean, I, I like I like your balls on this one, buddy. I like I like the cojones. Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a solid underdog pick. I'm going to stay away from the side though. And as you were just saying, Hellebuck does tend to. Uh, z- Zero in uh, after a loss there. So I think uh, I'll go with the under uh, on this game. The under six. I'm still seeing sixes out there. So Yeah, you know what? Uh, Winnipeg is probably that. You know they're going to look a little bit tightened up defensively tonight when they give up a seven spot, a touchdown essentially to the Habs on Saturday. So the under situationally, uh, based on what Winnipeg happened to Winnipeg Saturday, that does make sense to maybe look for them to uh, try to ratchet it up defensively tonight. Uh, against uh, the Leafs. All uh, right, next game, Tampa Bay, Detroit. Uh, we've got obviously Tampa Bay laying just an astronomical uh, price uh, here uh, in this game of minus 330, minus 340, uh, even in some spots here. The total, uh, five and a half in this one. This is my pass for the night. I mean, I considered the Lightning puck line, but minus 120, even to take Tampa on the puck line. No, thank you. Look, they should roll Detroit. They've dominated Detroit for several meetings now, but uh, I worry about the spot too, because Tampa just had three big time showdowns with Chicago. Uh, you know, games that were very emotional roller coasters. Remember, they got down three nothing on Sunday uh, against the Blackhawks, and they ripped off six straight goals uh, to take a six to three lead uh, in that game and win by that score. Now you're going on the road, and at the end of a road trip too, Tampa goes home after this uh, to play Nashville. So it's the end of the road trip. Little sleepy, little dopey. Little, you know, just not sharp. Could you see that from Tampa? I could, based in this scheduling spot. I could. But do I have the uh, – you talk about cojones, Jimmy, with me taking Winnipeg. This would be the one to really got cojones if you're taking the Detroit Red Wings here. But, yeah, someone in the chat, as we're uh, doing this live on YouTube, saying trap game for Tampa, maybe. I think – look, based on the spot, it could be a trap game. But, A, Tampa's really, really, really good and playing well right now. And Detroit's terrible. So trap game could be completely thrown out the window, you know, if uh, Tampa uh, plays well and Detroit does what they've done all season, which is uh, really have trouble against better teams here uh, in the NHL. So it's tough. I mean, for me, I think Tampa probably wins the game, but the value's not there. And I am a little leery enough about this final road game spot for the Lightning after three very hotly contested games with the Chicago Blackhawks where I'm pumping the brakes on getting involved in this game. Alex, how about you? Lightning, Red Wings. I actually like this first period over. I'm surprised that we're getting this price only laying $1.05. Uh, when you, you see how, you know, look at the recent form, obviously, like I said, it's been all one-sided toward Tampa Bay. They've won 13 in the last 14 meetings. But there's been a lot of early scoring between these two, uh, mostly in, in Tampa Bay's favor. So 
you don't want to look at a full game team total because maybe Detroit is completely lays an egg and doesn't score anything. But I feel comfortable enough where Tampa can at least get two on their own. Uh, and at least if you're laying a pick and price, that's fine. You don't want to trust, you know, a number of two with one team, you know, scoring more than the other. But uh, I think, you know, one team is good enough to, to rely on in the first 20 minutes. So we'll go with Lightning and Red Wings over one and a half in the first period, minus a dollar five. If you've got the brass balls to take the Detroit Red Wings tonight, here's what you're up against. You're up against a Tampa Bay team that's seven and one in their last eight games, and you're up against a Tampa Bay team that in the last 19 games head to head against Detroit, they're 18 0 and 1 since 2016. 18 0 and 1. One loss beyond regulation time for Tampa Bay against Detroit. Uh, in the last 19 head-to-head meetings. So that's the uh, uh, that's the uh, recent history that the Detroit Red Wings have to try to overcome tonight. Jimmy, what do you think here, Tampa Bay, Detroit? Well, I don't have the, the, the bigger cojones to go for the whole game here for Detroit, but I'll tell you what I'll do because I do think this is kind of one of these, you know, you want to say – I won't say trap is the word. I'll say letdown. I still think the Tampa Bay Lightning win. I don't think they play as good as they've been playing. I think maybe even it's just one of these games they look at and say, we can we can pull back a bit, and then as the game goes on, get into it more. That's why I like the Detroit Red Wings in the first period, where you can still get some great value on them. So give me the Red Wings to come out of the first period with the lead. All right, so you like Detroit. Uh, now that you've got you, Detroit is plus two twenty money line. So we'll give you that. Uh, we'll give you that, Jimmy. And with that, that's not the laying a half goal. So if it's plus two twenty money line, we'll give you that for Detroit. That means if it's tied after the first period, you get a push. You get your money back. So yep. there you go. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I learned my lesson on the regulation last week. Remember? Yeah, exactly. So that at least if Tam- Detroit gets out of the first period zero zero or one one, you'll get your money back taking plus 220 with Detroit in the first period money line. And that is the price with them uh, on that first period uh, money line there. So, you know, from a situational standpoint, again, you've got to overcome the massive gap in talent between these two teams and depth for sure. Uh, But it could be sleepy time for Tampa Bay, especially early in this game. Just, you know, I'm 10 years now handicapping NHL. And this is just one of those spots that I see very often where you've got the superior team, but they've been, they've been playing some big games against good teams. They played a lot of Chicago, a lot of Carolina, a lot of Florida lately, big games against the best teams in the division. And now you got a little old Detroit at the end of a road trip when you're looking forward to getting back home to sunny, you know, Tampa in Florida there. It's got the makings of a, just at least a, a potentially a, a slow start. Yeah. And I think exactly. Jimmy, that's, that's what we're going to be banking on here. Yep. Yep. And then Hetman, you know, a guy like Hedman or a guy like Stamkos comes in later and says, guys, wake up. And then, you know, they, they go with it in the third period and they win. But I, I, I don't like the potential for a good start for Tampa. So that's why I'm going that way. Yeah, th- exactly. In case they wake up and then they take over the game, kind of like what happened against Chicago, you know, on yeah. Sunday, the bad start. And then they got it going again, second period uh, and beyond. Uh, so yeah. And uh, by the I, way, I, that, that those two power plays going against each other the other day, Chicago and Tampa Bay, was just something to watch. I mean, if you're a coach in the NHL right now and your power play is struggling, go look at the tapes of those two teams right now and how they're playing on their power play. It's it, it's beauty. 
And I'll tell you what, Alex B. Smith can vouch for this. You wouldn't have been able to say that about the Chicago Blackhawks before this season. That power yeah. play was just a disaster waiting yeah. to happen yeah. for years. Alex, I know you've just chimed yeah. in endlessly in the years past about this power play stinks, this power play <laughs> the puck well enough, yeah. don't shoot enough. Yeah, they always made the, yeah too many extra passes, uh, not getting in the right positions. And that was, there was those were teams that were winning cups, mind you, that still had horrible – there was a yeah. stretch – going into the playoffs, I want to say the 2015 season, yep. where their power play was like one for 20 heading into the playoffs. Yeah, they, so they they figured things out now, uh, even though, like I said, they're not you know, as, as good of an overall team as in years past. But uh, like I said, and, and it's the same thing with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's had a lethal power play for quite some time now, and usually during the playoffs is when their power play even gets better. So yeah. uh, if we're seeing them play this well now, who knows what's going to happen come playoff time. They remind me of the Red Army, Tampa Bay. I'll tell you that, showing my age, but that's what they look like. <laughs> Yeah, well-oiled machine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, there's some definitely some tendencies and or there's some uh, characteristical traits that are shared definitely by those two teams. Great segue. We talked a little Blackhawks power play. Blackhawks are wrapping up this Tuesday card here. Chicago here Blackhawks, go. Dallas Stars. Uh, we've got Dallas uh, minus 140 uh, or actually down a little. Uh, it looks like the money's come in a little bit down on this no it's around still minus 145 actually minus uh 145 minus 150 in that range total uh five and a half uh shaded slightly to the under in this one i ain't laying a price with dallas no way no how uh even at home against nashville somehow nashville gets out to a three nothing lead uh, against the dallas stars they made the surprising uh, decision to uh start start jake ottinger uh, in that two games two nights in a row uh, wasn't as sharp the first game, but still the, the spot Nashville, who's been struggling mightily, a three nothing lead. Uh, give Dallas credit; they uh, rallied back third period to tie it. I think that's every bit Nashville not being very good as it was Dallas rallying uh, in that game from behind, but they did forced uh, overtime and then a shootout, but fell four uh, three in the shootout uh, to the uh, to the Nashville Predators the other night. Look for Chicago, you could maybe start to worry a little bit. It's been uh, a little bit of a downturn for them after a you know a pretty solid first month, first six weeks of the season. But look, they had to play Tampa Bay, the defending Stanley Cup champions, and they played them pretty tough. I mean, Matthias Janmark uh, actually came across a really good statement from him uh, talking about Sunday's game losing to Tampa. Loss was very disappointing. Obviously, uh, we could we felt we could have won all three games. They could have done that too. There's some positives here. It's a good team we played. We've proven we can play with them. Now we have to respond from this loss here. So I like that. I like the mindset. Respond from this loss here. It's not not all hope is lost for Chicago. You know, if you would have said before the season, we're the fourth best team in the division right now and, and not all that far behind Tampa, Carolina, and Florida, you know, you would have taken it if for the Chicago Blackhawks. I got to take a chance with Chicago here at the plus price in this game. I mean, I, I'm going to dare Dallas as a favorite to show me something. And they're not showing me enough. Their offense is not good enough, in my opinion. And I know Chicago's defense has regressed. They've not been that blue line that they were early in the season. They've kind of gone back to the ways of last year and two years ago, just giving up goals and bunches. Penalty kill starting to struggle again uh, as well. But they go from playing Dallas or Tampa's potent offense to the Dallas Stars, who've had a tough time finding the back of the net for a while now. And you're going to get Malcolm Subban in the net and don't and it's time to at least for now pump the brakes on the narrative that Subban is a sieve every time he's in there. He's played great in his recent starts for the Chicago Blackhawks. He's been excellent. In fact, in the short term, he's got better numbers than Kevin Lankinen. If you throw out the full season numbers, 
and you break down both of the Chicago goalies for the last five games or so, just take that sample size. Malcolm Subban is outplaying Kelvin, uh, Kevin uh, Lankinen right now uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Subban has been better than Lankinen here in the short term, so I have no qualms about him being in net whatsoever tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks. In fact, his terrific performance against the uh, in the middle game against of that three-game set against Tampa Bay is what gave the Blackhawks a chance uh, to win that game that night. So uh, to me, I'm looking at this as Chicago's, uh, I think, going to come into this game knowing, hey, we, 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 we don't want this to turn into a tailspin at this point. You know, and this is one of those games where you rely on the leadership of guys like Keith and especially Kane, who's been not only great on the ice, but his leadership off the ice has been great. This is a beatable hockey team right now, this Dallas team. I like Chicago here at plus 130. Uh, Alex, anything for you here? Blackhawks, Stars. Yeah, I'm on the Hawks here, too. I grabbed them at plus 120, and now we saw the move, uh, you know, obviously reflected with Subban being uh, named the starter. But like you said, he's been playing, you know, very well. He's won four of his last five starts. He beat this Dallas Stars team, already made 30 saves against them. Uh, like you said, we, we can't, you know, just completely write him off whenever he's starting now. That The, the narrative has definitely changed. Obviously, Lincoln is still the number one guy, but uh, Subban is doing more than enough, uh, you know, pulling his weight as, as the true backup now. And uh, like I said, this is a good bounce-back spot for the Hawks after playing three games against the best team in the league in Tampa Bay. Uh, now taking a step down against the Dallas team. You've already beaten them. Uh, and now you want to make a statement because the last two, two times you, you played them in Dallas, two one games that uh, shouldn't have been that close and up going into overtime. So now they want they should come out here and, and, and make a big a big statement. So I'm going to play them on the, on the money line. Almost would look for a reverse puck line potentially. Uh, I would not be shocked to see the Hawks really kind of pile it on late and, and – win this one by margin, but I'm just going to play it safe with, with the money line. All right. Like in Chicago on the money line as well. They had Dallas one and five uh, in their last six games overall. And so far on this uh, six game homestand that they're on one and three, you know, and it just has not been pretty. And the only win was that revenge win where they shut out the Columbus blue jackets. So uh, again, Dallas is kind of like Nashville. You compare these two teams and it's like when they step up, play teams that are a little bit, you know, above their weight class, that's they haven't had any success against these kind of teams. Now Chicago's not way above Dallas's weight class, like Tampa and Carolina and Florida are in this division, but they're enough of, uh, of above that weight class where I'm comfortable backing them here. Chicago right. here tonight, Jimmy. What and do you one, think? Chicago. One, oh, go ahead. Yeah. One, one, one quick thing too. This is the thousandth game tonight for Patrick Kane. Uh, so it's also why I'm wearing the 88 today, but, uh, that's something that, you know, I think the team has really kind of rallied around. Even when you look back at the, you know, Kane when he got his four in the goal, you know, he's the kind of guy who likes to downplay some of the uh, milestones in his career. But I think the team, especially those younger guys in that locker room, really rally around him and the way he's been playing right now. You know, he's yeah. basically the de facto leader without Taves in that locker room. And it's him and Keith are the oldest guys in that on that team. So I think that's going to kind of amp up the rest of the team as well, uh, you know, knowing that there's another big milestone for, for their leader in Patrick Kane. Yeah, I mean, brilliant, outstanding, marvelous. I mean, those are only three words off the top of my head to describe Patrick Kane this season and the way he's played. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Chicago, Dallas. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I, li I like the Hawks a lot in here, so much so that I'm going to take them in regulation. I love that value you can get right there. Um, and I, I kind of like – I was tempted. Alex got me on the idea there of the reverse puck line. I could easily see that as well, but I'll, I'll take them in regulation right now. And, you know, I'm starting to wonder about Dallas, guys. I mean, almost seems like maybe – no pun intended, considering who they, uh, you know, lost to in the Stanley Cup final. And they obviously didn't catch it then. But for the first three rounds of the playoffs, it looks like they caught lightning in a bottle in the playoffs last year. I, 
this team is not as good as they were in that in that playoff run. And, and you know, you kind of had that feeling as they were going along. I mean, this this might be a one off thing. They've got a lot of issues there, and feel bad for Rick Bonus, you know, because uh, he finally gets his contract, gets his his due props there, and this team has just sucked. I mean, that plain and simple. It, it's just been a nightmare for them the whole season. So uh, I like the Hawks a lot in this. All right, there we go. Uh, yes, like in Chicago, a uh, regulation. That's what I was looking for there. Uh, Chicago, the regulation price plus one ninety five. That yeah. is one heck of a price there on the uh, Dallas Stars uh, in this matchup here. John Klingberg, it looks like he's going to be back, and maybe that's what's driven the Dallas money up a little bit because he didn't play the last game. But still, uh, you got issues up front scoring and uh, putting the puck in the net. They still miss. Their offense isn't going to be complete, Dallas. Whatever offense they have. It's not going yeah. to be complete and whole until they get Tyler Sagan and Alex Radulov back. Simple as that. Uh, and those are two enormous pieces to their ability to score goals that haven't played for several games. And that's why, you know, I think it's going to continue to be, you know, a, a struggle for them to get offensive consistency in their team game. So they get those two key cogs back. Yeah. And even when they come back uh, Ian, you know, how, how much of an impact are they going to have really think about, they haven't really played at all. And, you know, you're in, you're in the midst of a shortened season here. And, and by the time they come back, if they do, it, it's, it's you're in that warp speed zone heading towards the playoffs. So I, I just don't know how much of an effect they can have. They're going to have to get their legs and shake off the rust. They're, Dallas is just not a good – it's not a good situation right now for the Dallas Stars after the year they had last year. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, someone in the chat asking about the Philly and Carolina. Yeah, we like Philly and Carolina, most of us, in some fashion. Uh, in that game puck line obviously would be uh the value way to go they're just too big of favorites but uh it's hard to make a case for buffalo and nashville uh, in those two games for sure and a reminder if you miss the show or you can't watch the show live when we do it on youtube or you can't tune in and download the audio podcast and you want to know what our plays are we post them daily on our patreon page patreon.com slash ice guys our daily ice guys betting card plays from me alex and jimmy are posted there daily uh, on patreon.com slash ice guys. It's $10 a month to be part of that. And we give you articles as well. We're going to uh, do some stuff. I'm going to be having some uh, NHL articles that I'll be contributing. Alex has his goalie charts and uh, totals charts there as well on the page. The card is posted there daily for those of you interested, patreon.com slash ice guys, especially if you can't watch the show live or download the podcast on a daily basis. Although we certainly uh, hope you do. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is going to wrap up. Uh, our breakdown of this uh, NHL card, uh, great discussion uh, and analysis of the Tuesday NHL card. Before we get to best bets, though, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. You'll get a deposit bonus. You'll get weekly specials, plenty of incentives with your DraftKings Sportsbook account it, when you sign up and download the app, uh, bet boosts, all kinds of uh, perks to having a DraftKings Sportsbook account. In order to do that, download the app uh, and use sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN for that. All right, great stuff, great show uh, in the books on this Tuesday, and we can't go uh, leave you without giving you best bets to wrap things up. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What is your Tuesday best bet? Yeah, we'll go with the early evening game with the Penguins and Rangers, first period over. Uh, one and a half. Like so you got a little lay a little bit of a price minus a dollar thirty or a dollar thirty-five. 
but I do expect this, this to cash. I think those two teams are, they like said, we've seen them score early against one another. Often six of the last nine meetings have gone over uh, in the first period with more than just two goals. So uh, I feel comfortable enough to lay that price in cash, but this is my best bet. All right, there we go. Rangers, Penguins over one and a half in the first period for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, what have you got for best bet tonight? I'm going to go right with Alex's jersey there. Give me the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, in regulation is my best bet. Which is plus 195, so one hell of a price there. Blackhawks in regulation against the Stars for uh, Jimmy Murphy with and, his and best And guys, bet. by the way, before we sign off, uh, I, I know he didn't win, but how about my boy Joey Decord last night? He kept him in it. You know, he's yeah, solid. He's One, they start to get that team going. He's, I think he's going to win that backup job there behind Matt Murray. He's certainly been better than Marcus Hogberg. He should keep it right now. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah. anything to win. Yeah. He's better. He has shown me in just two games, two starts, he's better than Marcus Hogberg. Yeah. Uh, DJ Smith's got to use his noodle on that one and realize that Joey yeah. Decord has been the better goalie uh, between those two this season. Uh, no question about that. Uh, for my best bet, um, I'm in a slump with them. You know, we lost a couple in a row now, more than uh, two or three in a row now. I need a, I'm, I need something to spark me, and I'm going to go with a daring best bet tonight. Winnipeg, plus 165 against Toronto. That's right, best bet. Winnipeg Jets, plus 165 against Toronto. You're going to give me plus 165 on a Winnipeg team that is a perfect 8-0 and off a loss this season, and they're coming off one of their worst losses of the entire season uh, against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I'm not necessarily sold on Toronto just flipping the switch, turning it around after the back-to-back -back losses uh, against Vancouver. This is just a price play for me on a team that has consistently brought their best following a defeat in their previous game, that being the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets! Woo! 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 Jets! I can almost remember cash and tickets. Da, 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 a little Paul McCartney and wins for you. Uh, <laughs> Winnipeg Jets plus uh, everybody loves that. That Ian just go, go not so psycho uh, karaoke out of the blue. Everyone gets a kick out of that. Yeah, uh, Winnipeg plus one sixty five against Toronto uh, for my best bet. That'll wrap up the show. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it. Again, if you can't Thank watch you. it live on YouTube, download the audio podcast version of the Ice Guys Show on all major podcast providers for alex b smith for jimmy murphy i'm ian cameron have a great tuesday night enjoy the games and good luck we'll see you again tomorrow and talk to you again tomorrow on wednesday for another edition of the ice guys presented by the hockey podcast network